0: This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. And I want to welcome you to the warning program. Check out my website, worldministries.org. That is worldministries.org. Once again, worldministries.org. See what Eagle Saving Nations is all about. We've got to have a national repentance, we've got to have a great awakening. Eagle Saving Nations, join it today. My special guest, once again, is Shannon Davis out of Bali, Indonesia. He leads OmegaManRadio.com. OmegaManRadio.com. Welcome back, Shannon.
1: Thank you, Dr. Hanson, for having me back.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, we talked on trumpets. We talked about the horn of salvation. Uh, the Bible talks about Jesus, God being the horn of, Of our salvation. Paul speaks of it, David speaks of it, Joshua speaks of it, and on and on. Zacharias speaks of it. The horn of our salvation. In other words, God, the power of God. The battle is God's. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. That's where it was first implied: the horn of our salvation, the shofar following the leading of the Lord in the directions daily, only the shofar being blown daily. I'll tell you what, God himself is all you need to fight your battle. Shannon? Amen.
1: And in our last uh, program together, Dr. Hanson, you mentioned something that I wanted to uh, elaborate on. You were talking about the uh, position of Jesus Christ. Yes. Seated at the right hand of the Father. High above principalities and powers and rulers of darkness in heavenly places. And uh, this is exciting to me because Ephesians 2, 6 says, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And uh, when I really latched on to the authority that we have in the name of Jesus and positionally seated with Jesus in heavenly places, uh, it, it really... Was a paradigm shift for me. Um, I got involved in the deliverance ministry only about 13 years ago. You know, I was raised in the church, Dr. Hanson. Both my grandfathers were pastors with the Church of God out of Cleveland, Tennessee. They loved the Lord. My earliest recollection being in the church. Um, they preached the gospel. Uh, they spoke in tongues. They had altar calls. I felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit but I'll tell you, there was something missing, and that was uh, a good fourth of Jesus Christ's ministry, deliverance ministry, spiritual warfare. And looking back, boy, did I need some deliverance. Did many of the people in the church need deliverance? And when I found out that we have power in the name of Jesus, and we've been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that gives us an advantage against the enemy. Now, you know, it says Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his modus operandi. And he's doing a great job of it. Um, Many of us have lost friends and loved ones through illness, through uh, different causes that uh, took their lives, some prematurely. And when I uh, got involved in deliverance and began to realize we got power to fight back, we don't have to just uh, take it and be on the defensive all the time. We can actually put the enemy. Down. It, it just revolutionized things for me. And we're going to do deliverance. I let the demons know, hey, we're coming against you in the name of Jesus. We're seated with the Lord Jesus Christ and he's given us power and authority to tread on serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy. You know, um, it changed things for me. I realize that we don't have to be afraid of the enemy. And we don't have to just sit and take it anymore. We need to fight back. We need to turn militant. You know, Ephesians 6 talks about the soldier of the Lord and his armor and his weapons. And uh, I think that that's why we're in the trouble that we are today, because we're not pursuing the enemy. We don't realize the authority that we've been given. And we're not realizing the mandate that Jesus gave us. Not only to win souls, but to go put people out of the fire, to set the captives free, to take the land back, occupy till Jesus comes. You know, Dr. Hansen, I heard that occupy is a military term, means to take back the land. And look at what's going on in our land of America. The enemy has overrun us. Totally. Run the sodomites, you know? And uh, I think that's due to a large part because we haven't went out there. And took the enemy on head on and run him out of dodge, if you will. But we've got great authority. My grandmother used to say, son, we live beneath our privileges. Yes, we do. And we've got real power. And I think, um, I'm being a little bit long-winded here, but the enemy, Dr. Hansen, has launched a PSYOP on the, on the church at large to make us think that uh, – you know, we're the underdog. There's not much that we can do to push back. But no, we've been called to be overcomers in Christ, to do exploits. And when you really realize this, um, it's like uh, you're no longer the minnow in a sea of great white sharks. You are the great white shark, if you will, and the demons are the minnows. Um, and <laughs> We can rip those demons apart. We can take back what has been stolen, and we can stand in the gap For those that the enemy would like to destroy and see them saved in Jesus' name. Back to you.
0: Well, I'm going to capitalize a little bit on that. You know, Paul says that Jesus disarmed or spoiled principalities and powers, Satan and his army, and triumphed over them, Colossians 2.15. So the word spoiled means to carry off as a captive. It refers to an ancient military practice. When a general conquered his Enemy, a great homecoming parade would be given in his honor. This was called the Parade of Triumph. So, when the general came into the city, he would strip the opposing king, whom he had taken captive, of all his armor and march him down the main street as part of the parade. The whole city would turn out for the parade to cheer the general and celebrate the victory. Then they gave him the keys to the city. Now, by his death and resurrection, Jesus has disarmed Satan and taken him captive. When he returned to heaven, God the Father prepared a homecoming parade for him. It was a great parade of triumph. So all the angels of heaven came out to meet Jesus. They cheered him by singing, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. That's Revelation 5.12. Then God the Father gave Jesus the key to death and Hades. Revelation 1.18. Shannon, we have, Amen. Jesus said, go tarry and represent me. You have all authority, all power. I give it to you. Be my ambassador. Continue to do what I did. We have, like you said, way more power than people realize.
1: If we will just grasp onto this, we can be fearless For the Lord. You know, Matthew 16, 19, speaking of keys, there's another set of keys. Jesus says, And I will give unto you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Um, We were not taught what this meant growing up, and one time I was listening to a man speak on this, and he said, You know, it's very sad, we'll just never know what that meant. Oh my goodness. When I realized (laughs) Yes, we can know what that meant, and I began to uh, learn how to use them. It got me excited because, you know, Dr. Hansen, I know uh, your background was you used to be in law enforcement, and uh, I think we worked in the military as well before ministry. So um, you can appreciate this. Being a law enforcement officer, uh, you were given power and authority. And you've got the full back of the law behind you to go out there and uh, to arrest uh, the lawless who are in commission of crimes. And what you do is you go up there and you, you grab them and you throw the handcuffs on them and you take them to jail. And we've been called to do that in the kingdom of God. Uh, the demons are the lawless out there. They're out there uh, committing mayhem. They kill, they steal, and destroy What part of that is good? None of it's good for us. But we've got authority to go throw the cuffs on the demon, to bind them. That means to arrest these evil spirits that have overrun the land. And then we can uh, take them out of commission and we can uh, rescue people that have been taken captive by them at Satan's will. This is good news tonight. It's time to turn the table on the enemy It's time to do what Jesus did, the first sign that will fall then that believe he said, In my name they shall cast out devils. And when I got the understanding of this, I no longer had to be in fear. It's the demons that fear the man and woman of God who know their authority. And when we will mobilize together, one puts a thousand to fight, two ten thousand. Oh my goodness. This sends shockwaves to the kingdom of hell tonight, just us talking about it. The devil does not want you and I to wake up and understand our authority in Jesus Christ and then not only to understand it, but begin to do it and to do what Jesus asked us to do. Uh, we're not just to sit here in our ducks and think, well, I'm a victim and there's nothing I can do to fight back. Oh, boy. Yes, we can fight back and win. That excites me, Dr. Hansen. Back to you.
0: Amen. You know, Paul wrote to the Ephesians that God and the Father had given Jesus a position far above all principality and power, might, and dominion, every name that is named, not only in heaven, but that which is to come and hath put all things under his feet, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. Then Paul wrote to the Philippians, therefore God has highly exalted him, given him a name above all name, that every name. Of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth and every tongue should confess at the name of Jesus that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Again, Peter said of Jesus who has gone into heaven and at the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers having made subject to him, 1 Peter 3.22. So once again, learning how to live in the victory of Jesus Christ as the horn of salvation is a prerequisite to entering the rest of God. If we want to enter into rest, peace, not be filled with anxiety and stress, we have to understand the horn of our salvation, And I'll tell you what, this is so critical. You know, you mentioned Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Paul, he identifies the real enemy. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness in this age, against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places so here paul tells us the real enemy is the devil and a great host of demons that make up his army jesus defeated the devil our strength and power comes from god through christ as a trumpet of god so paul said it this way to the corinthians for though we walk in the flesh we don't war after the flesh for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty through god by the pulling down of strongholds 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 4. So, you know, Shannon, God has defeated Satan for us through Jesus Christ. We don't have to defeat the devil ourselves. God has already done it, and he's made us his ambassadors if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit.
1: No question about it. It says the battle is the Lord's, and it's going to be God himself, the Lord Jesus Christ, who actually dispatches Satan and puts binds them up in the uh, the pit for a thousand years. But we've been called to do the mop-up job. There are millions upon millions of unclean spirits that roam the land, and they've got an assignment to kill still, destroy. And we've been called to arrest these spirits, not to be fearful of them, but to be confident in our authority through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and get out there and bind these things up. Arrest them and Put them in the jail, if you will. And uh, God has not called the church to be a Quaker. We got a lot of Quakers in the church. Uh, they they won't be there in the time of battle when you need them the most. But then there are some that understand that God is a man of war. In Psalm one forty four one, he says, I'm a David. "Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight." God has called us to mobilize. And go after the enemy and pursue and take all. Um, if you'll allow me a moment, a verse came to mind, Dr. Hansen. This is not one that I've heard uh, preach very much, but years ago, someone mentioned this to me, and when I I saw it, and it was illuminated for me by the Holy Spirit, it just sent shockwaves through me. Numbers 33, 50 through 55, this is back in the time, Dr. Hansen, where God is taking the children of Israel out of captivity into the desert, and he's leading them to the promised land. And there's a lot of people that were dissatisfied and, you know, they, uh, they were not up for the trip. They wanted to go back. But there were many that were thankful to be free, and they were willing to follow and obey the Lord. And it says over here in Numbers 33, And the Lord spake unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and saying to them, when you are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye, ye talking about the whole group, shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you and destroy all their pictures, destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. Now I want to jump down to the last verse, verse 55. But if ye will not drive out the inhabitants of the land from before you, then it shall come to pass that those which ye let remain of them shall be pricks in your eyes, thorns in your sides, and shall vex you in the land wherein ye dwell. Moreover, God says, uh, not only that, but what he meant to do to them, he'll do to you and I. And I thought, hey, that's a picture of today and spiritual warfare We've been called to take the land back, not only in our own uh, persons, getting set free, but also in our communities. We should be doing deliverance in America, in every country. And we wouldn't have the probably the rule of the sodomites that we have today destroying our country. Because if we're not doing that, not dispossessing them, not taking these demons out of commission, then what are they? They'll vex us. There'll be thorns in our side, pricks in our eyes. And uh, that's on us for not doing our job. We're called to be a military for the Lord and take the land back and drive out these inhabitants and possess the land. And we haven't been doing a, a good job of that, by and large, in the church. And then I, you have to ask yourself, well, go figure, because we're not obeying the Lord. And we've just been overrun. These demons, they've just got they're roosting over God's people. They're binding them up, they're tying them down, as Wynne Worley used to say. And that's true. Everywhere I look, it's catastrophe out there. People crying out. And I'm thinking, dear God, where are the men and women of God that will stand up and fight back and stand in the gap? Back to you.
0: Well, I'll tell you what. Paul tells the Romans this. In Romans 13:14. put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. Now, Jesus himself is our armor. He is our armor because he has defeated Satan. His victory becomes ours as we allow him to live his life through us. The Christian's armor is simply Christ in us, living his life out of us, with the result being that his victory over Satan becomes ours. This armor, as a description of Christ, shows us how to allow Christ to appropriate his victory for us in everyday lives as we live in the power of God. Learning how to wear our armor is a necessary step to entering the rest of God. Again, Jesus Christ is our armor. We're supposed to be his ambassadors. We're supposed to rule and reign and occupy, take dominion, cast out demons, heal the sick. This is what we're supposed to do. As I shared in the church in Vancouver, Washington, Sunday, I move with revival. I move with Pentecost. And then we gave demonstration of that power. Shannon?
1: Absolutely. Uh, I want to be informed aware I want to be like one of the sons of Issachar preach about many times they were able to discern the times and use that to help me be aware as we proceed work for the Lord Jesus Christ till he calls us home with our mission being to take the land back for the Lord Jesus Christ and I mean uh, spiritual land wind souls Cast out devils, set the captives free. I'm not under any uh, disillusionment that we're going to uh, stop tribulation from coming. There will be a one world government. It's forming as we speak. But that doesn't mean we just have to sit down and lay down in a fetal position and think there's nothing we can do. We can do exploits and we can be fearless. You know, I'm reminded of the kamikazes during World War II. They were fearless. They were willing to lay their lives down and did when they crashed into these um, battleships and took them in a them. Now, we need to have that same type of attitude. I'm willing to lay my life down for what I believe in, the Lord Jesus Christ, and if I got to die with my boots on, so be it. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, but to die is gain. If we're not afraid to die, Dr. Hanson, what more can the enemy do? The worst he can do is kill you and I, and again— Be not afraid of him who can kill the body, but be afraid of him who can kill the body and and then the soul. The second death, the lake of fire. We need to fear the Lord and everything else will work itself out. And this has really encouraged me uh, to know that God has got us. Uh, The angel of the Lord encamps about the righteous to deliver them. Uh, We don't have to fear. Just fear the Lord and we can do mighty exploits. And so uh, that's what I want to do with the remainder of my life. Go all in Jesus and I said to the Lord some 13 years ago as I was sitting on the backside of Costa Rica doing nothing for Jesus, Dr. Hanson, I thought America was over. I thought with Obama coming in, it was done. Uh, We were going to the tribulation then. Well, no, I was wrong, but I wasn't doing anything, and the the Lord rebuked me, and he said, uh, basically, speak my word, and he began to call me into the ministry. And I realized I'm 40 years old. I've done very little for the Lord but better late than ever. And when I found out about this exciting ministry called Deliverance, I thought, wait a minute. This is a missing part of the ministry. We can actually do something. We can fight back and win. And I said to the Lord one day, Dr. Hanson, Lord, I want you to turn me into a nuclear weapon and detonate me at ground zero of the enemy's camp. I want to give the devil two black eyes before I go out of here. Now, that was something pretty bold to say. You might have to do another program to explain what happened after that. But literally, my world turned upside down. And I can say 13 years later, I don't regret ever praying that because I'm more excited now to be alive and uh, living because I know we can do some great things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens us. Back to you.
0: You know, the ultimate fulfillment of the Feast of Trumpets is the second coming of Jesus Christ, which is described in Revelation 19. It too is announced by the use of trumpets. John writes, Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet. There was a loud voice in heaven saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Revelation 11:15. 15. Now John goes on to say that when Jesus returns, he will be coming to make war. Revelation 19:11. He will crush all his enemies and rule with a rod of iron over a kingdom that will never end. Yes, Jesus Christ is a trumpet of God and the horn of our salvation. That's why, Shannon, you and I continue to sound the alarm. We continue to give the warning. Because again, we are in this battle and we're in it for keeps. I could tell you so many times when... I should have been killed, and uh, I was not. I could tell you times when angels appeared. I've said it before. You mentioned it on this program. Nothing can touch me unless God allows it. I've seen people come back from the dead. I've heard the testimonies, and I'll tell you what. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When you are not afraid to die, you are really you're powerful. You're dangerous because they can do nothing to you any longer. They can't intimidate you. They can't bribe you. They can't scare you. You are dangerous now. And this is what God wants. He wants you and I to be sold out. He wants to, us to know who we are. He's given us that authority. He wants us to go into battle. He wants us to rule and reign. He wants to take take back dominion, to occupy, to bring peace to the nations. That's what the gospel is all about. This is why we have eagles saving nations for another great awakening worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Look at the website, join worldministries.org. Eagle saving nations today. We've got to get into the NFL stadiums in America and around the world, the stadiums, the civic centers, the arenas. We need to see the power of God come down nation after nation to do battle against this new world order. Shannon?
1: Amen. I want to encourage everybody out there to join with World Ministries International, uh, a ministry that is at the tip of the spear. Folks, it's time to fight back and win souls for Jesus Christ. And you can do it. Greater is Jesus that is in you and I than he that is in the world. We don't have to live in fear anymore. It's time to be overcomers for Christ and support the work at worldministries.org. Thank you, Dr. Hanson.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Warning Program. Once again, I've had Shannon Davis, OmegaManRadio.com. That's Shannon Davis, OmegaManRadio.com, out of Bali, Indonesia. Look him up. And uh, Shannon, you're on every day, aren't you? Yes, sir.
1: We're broadcasting again Monday through Friday.
0: We're on from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m.
1: Eastern, and we're doing an 8 p.m. Eastern show which we call the Demon Hotline. Basically, I have someone on to preach, and we open up the phone lines and uh, minister in deliverance, and whatever a person has a prayer request for, they can call in and we'll pray. Uh, check us out at OmegaManRadio.com. Thank you.
0: So again, make sure you listen and tune in OmegaManRadio.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I ask you, my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. You can telephone 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248, 360-629-5248. And we'll be glad to take your donation. You can sign up for our free monthly by annual newsletters. So every two weeks you get a free pastoral article. They're very solid. Look at my website, Radio and television seven days a week, as well as so many other things on that website. That's worldministries.org. If you want to send a check, send it to World Ministries International, PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. That's World Ministries International, PO Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. Uh, Shannon, uh, I want you to be with me next week again.
1: It would be an honor. Thank you for having me on today, Dr. Hanson.
0: God bless all of you, and continue to sound the alarm.